Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of Capturing the Games, the Game Within the Game podcast featuring me, your host, Desmond Jones, and my still newly fresh co-host. His name is Jawan Stewart. Jawan, man, how's it going, man? Good, bro. You know how it is, man. You know yeah. how it is. <laughs> Appreciate you for being part of Capturing the Game, man. So it's our second episode together. So it's going to be going to be pretty good, man. Pretty, pretty fun and everything. Most definitely. Yeah. But before we even continue on i want to make sure to remind the audience that uh capturing the game let people know that capturing the game is sponsored by capture sports agency where our ceo and founder is Chantel smith jones um so now that we got the introductions and stuff out the way let's go ahead and talk about this this guest that we have on today so she is forbes she is under forbes 30 she is the founder of highlight her and she's a part of bleacher report her name is aria chambers Ariel, how are you doing today? What's up? Hi, everyone out there. Yep, it's Ari right now in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Ari, thank you for hopping on this podcast, which with everything that's been going on today with the first day back in the W, um, coming back. Chad, that's how you know I love y'all. Because <laughs> <laughs> day with a day. Right. But can you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so again, my name is Ari. Born and raised in Raleigh, North Carolina. I always love to start out there, even though that's like y'all don't need my whole extended bio, but um, moved to New York about a decade ago and was a professional cheerleader, realized that my friends in the WNBA didn't have coverage, so decided to do it on my own. And through that, Bleacher Report actually found me and uh, tasked me, which is a, a willful task, to start their women's platform. And I named it Highlight Her and the rest is history from there. And I also am a, talent at Turner Sports and so I have a weekly WNBA show on NBA TV and called WNBA Weekly and we feature like our what's so special to me about that is we feature the sleeper players so like the players you shouldn't sleep on and it just gives an extra shine to the players who get overlooked often so that's been my whole like brand um, shining light on women's sports which are often overlooked particularly the WNBA and a league of 80% black women and um just shining a light on people who wouldn't normally get the coverage, but I'm glad that now we're on a trend upward, um, creating a space for women to be talked about in the sports and culture realm. Most definitely. So with that, when you say, do you think, especially with the new uptrend, like you said, like Mm -hmm. do women's sports, do you think get a bad rep because it's women's sports versus the men's sports and all, you know, the pay gap and all that other stuff? Do you, th- mm-hmm. you know, is there, do you see that margin getting better as the, as time progresses? I think women's sports historically haven't had a rep because nobody's really talked about them. Now we're getting to a place where you can have discussion, whether that be controversial discussion and people just realizing that, you know, a player max in the league is about $222,000. Um, so it's like versus, you know, the NBA salary, but anyway, different business model, whatever. But I think the whole core is sports in general have been rooted in misogyny and not creating room for women to excel. And despite, um, their excellent records, despite the level of athleticism within the game, despite all their success, we see USA basketball just got their seventh gold medal in a row. They have not lost a game. And, and so long like you know they've been getting gold medals since Dominant. 96 and haven't lost in olympic play i right. think like 53 games straight in olympic play um which is crazy and should be talked about way more but you still have those ones who are still on twitter tweeting them like i can beat you one-on-one i'm like really they just won an olympic gold medal like it, it just doesn't make sense but that has been the trend that you've seen with everyday people trying to take on these women athletes and be like I can do better and and it's just honestly it falls on deaf ears because there's no reason to frame it that way and so if we gather around and just put our money and our and our time and and our interest into women's sports I think that it's going to continue to trend up to to the point where it's going to become the norm and that's what's really important behind it all it's going to start becoming normal that women's sports are in the forefront of things I agree yeah, I mean, that's what we want. You know, we want uh-huh. to see, you know, women's sports on the front front. I mean, look, we love we love the men's stuff, you know, but the men's have they shine for long enough. No offense to us. 
but mm-hmm. you know it, i mean it's time for this why are they always in the there's background? space for all of it and i'm not yeah. i'm not yeah like but, i'm the type that i'm never going to force women's sports like you better watch no my my <laughs> job is to like sprinkle my passion for women's sports around the world and what whoever it sticks with it sticks with because there are certain sports or certain leagues in general that i don't gravitate towards and that's okay that's okay to not like certain sports or certain leagues or certain things but it's not okay to not give it a chance because it's women and so my whole goal is to be like this is the product that's there i can showcase it with x's and o's and i can also showcase it with personality pieces and player highlights like highlight features and if it sticks with you, it sticks with you and you become a fan. And then I did my job. But if it doesn't stick with you, that's fine. At least you won't, you won't get this regularly from me though. So if you follow me, this is what it's going, what it's going to be. Um, so that's, that's where I always come from. I come from a place where I don't try to convince people or convert people. Well, convince people to watch women's <laughs> sports. I like to convert them. So Thanks. there's that. Thanks. Um, how's... But what type of hurdles have you had to go through in order to try to bring coverage to the W? Just genuine interest. People, a lot of times, um, you know, you see bigger companies saying, oh, the money's just not there. But it's like, you know, with risk comes reward. And so you can't say the money's not there if you have put forth no effort to cover it, to um, make it profitable. And so just in general, uh, just the whole idea of bigger companies or networks or sponsors or clients buying into women's sports and making sure that you know they're properly funding and and giving the proper resources to be covered the way they need to be covered has been my biggest hurdle as far as being heard myself I've never really had a problem with being like completely audacious and completely out there and be like y'all gonna get this mouth so like that's never been my issue but my issue is getting people to actually want to invest with their dollars, invest with their time, invest with their resources into women's sports coverage. Makes sense. I mean, I mean, do you think, I mean, what, what do you think the interest doesn't like, why do you think people aren't interested in women's basketball, for instance? Well, it's, uh, before the past few years, it's been really hard to find. So right. all they have sure. is the genuine ancient opinions not genuine, the ancient opinions of, you know, the generation before where, you know, we got to realize that this is WNBA's 25th year. We're over 25. So we were born into a space where WNBA didn't exist when we were growing up. So you would have to go overseas in order to play um, in that level, but they had other leagues or whatever that, that didn't right. uh, sustain the test of time. But getting people to actually consume the product so they can actually make their own opinions of it as opposed to listening to the outdated uh, views of women shouldn't be doing this or women are trash at this. And so that's what I think has been holding it back and just the availability of it. Cause I'm a super fan of the game too. Like as a, you know, in media, I can still be a fan because I feel like fan fandom helps you be invested in the story. Um, but in the past, it's been really, really difficult to just find a game. And I know if I'm a deep fan like this and I'm over here searching and getting frustrated, I can only imagine yeah. who's like, I just want to watch basketball. So they're just going right. to turn on something else. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. But it's gotten yeah. better. We've had a lot, uh, a huge increase in network games, a huge increase in network coverage, a huge, huge. increase on utilization, utilization of social media with like Facebook games and Twitter games. I love yeah. the Twitter broadcast games. They're super fun. And so just having that increased um access to the, the game itself has really really helped yeah yeah that's always been one of my complaints about the leagues that mm-hmm. the game the games is hard to find like you they don't like even when it's when it's championship time you can still barely find them on tv which is which mm-hmm. you know super odd super strange mind-blowing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right so uh definitely it's been definitely you know glad to see the the change at least so far this year and hopefully that going forward that you know it'll continue to Mm -hmm. continue to grow Mm -hmm. uh what has like your journey been like in this industry so you start you went from a cheerleader to Mm -hmm. recognizing that there was a need to building Mm -hmm. out this platform you know uh, what has that what has your journey been like in sports so my whole life, I've been a cheerleader. I cheered 
I was an all-star cheerleader, which is the competitive cheerleader. So I didn't actually cheer for people my whole life. That it was just my oh, cheerleading so you, sport. You was top tier. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Um, and so <laughs> you I, see I, that I, little shuttle? She said it's I was nice. She went look. I was nice. Kathy Bucky raised me. Those who were from Raleigh, you know, she can't be in cheerleader. Okay, anyway. But um, ended up taking it to the pro level. And so when I was at Madison Square Garden, what happens is if you do 7th Ave squad, you have the opportunity to do Knicks and Rangers. I mean, Rangers and Liberty. And so Liberty, obviously, is a New York WNBA team. And yep. in the summertime, um, we, we cheer all the games. And I noticed I had a lot of friends in the league because, you know, I grew up around basketball. Like, I'm from North Carolina. That's all we do. Like, we play basketball, period. Um, so I, I noticed that my friends who were in the league didn't get the attention or the media coverage that was adequate. I could count on one hand how many media members were at the games. And this is at Madison Square Garden back then, the world's most famous arena. And it's the top 144 athletes in the world. I mean, some of them are Olympians. And some of them were your favorite collegiate players. And they just didn't get coverage. So what I did, I utilized my personal relationships with them. And I would meet them at their hotel or, you know, whatever, wherever they were. And I would record my interviews on my phone. And I realized that I had everything I needed on my phone. And I can do it my way because I didn't have a network telling me how to do things. I was just putting out content. And that was before the whole social media thing really, really blew up. Like now we see it a lot with IGTV, we see it with TikTok, we see it with Reels. But I was able to get ahead on the, the wave of like interviews via phone and uploading it and realizing, hey, your phone has, it wasn't 4K at the time, but it has a quality that was good enough <laughs> to record interviews, put them on Twitter. They would go viral because back then there wasn't anybody doing it in that way because you you had you know the people I looked up to you had the LaChina Robinsons you had the Rozes up there um but they were on broadcast and right. so being able to utilize the social media landscape was something very different very accessible again accessibility is really really key it was accessible to the the audience and so they they would pick up traction and then back then I didn't have any money and so I I crowdsourced to get to all-star games. I crowdsourced to get to, you know, tournaments. I crowdsourced to get to final fours and things like that. And so I had this group, this, this WNBA Twitter community that really, really believed in me. And so I was extra motivated from there. And then Bleacher Report found me, um, Doug Bernstein, with the help of uh, Christina Tapper and Meredith Minkow, um, and got brought me in. And um, the rest was history from there. So it was, it was just basically i don't know if y'all ever went to business school but it's just finding you know the white space and occupying it and really mm -hmm. um figuring out how you can make something better or create something from nothing so makes sense so i mean let me ask so, so when you say you went viral so is that why you got the blue check on like instagram no it's funny and because and all that no 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 so the blue check um i would actually would encourage people not to put too much stock in the blue checks no blue check i was with br in turner sports two years before i got a blue check so blue check yeah. basically is saying like hey this is your actual account it's not hey everything you say is completely correct the blue check just ensures that there are no duplicative accounts so i got my blue check first on instagram twitter is really hard twitter is really freaking hard I got my blue check on Instagram first, and that was probably because it was a mixture of being Turner, BR, and Forbes. And so they um, approved that. But that, again, that was like my publicist, that was my PR team, um, putting in a lot of work with it because I got denied a lot. I got denied a lot. And mind you, I, I literally have a weekly show <laughs> on cable TV. Like, it's crazy. But Dang. I got denied a lot, but I think the, the Forbes really, really set it off. Um, and then Twitter, I have this, this hashtag, the WNBA is so important. And so just not paying mine or putting too much stock in to, hey, am I verified or not? But just continuing doing the great work. That's yeah. what's important. If you continue to do work and you continue to make a name for yourself and you continue to work off, like be motivated off of things that aren't like that. Like I wasn't, I was 
I'm never going to be motivated off of a gifting. I'm never going to be motivated off of, will I get a blue check? I'm never going to be motivated mm-hmm. off of like, how can I benefit individually from this? My motivation comes from, hey, I want to pay it to the game. And so that's where I've always moved from. Um, for Twitter, again, I have an amazing team at BR and Turner that really like vouched and pushed and really pushed yeah. uh, and got my name in, to, in front of the right people, I'm sure. I literally don't know the ins and outs of it, but I think it has something to do with the consistency that I had on Twitter. The WNBA is so important. It's a, it's a genuine hashtag for the WNBA Twitter community and just making sure you're being disruptive in, in changing things, that's that's important too. But yeah, no, the, the check mark came like very recently. Like I want to say within the past, it was like December and January. It wasn't like years ago. So yeah. Mind you, I had like written for like everybody. You know, by then like I got Sports Illustrated. I had like all, like I've been writing for the next for years and just it just happened when they felt like it. I was just curious because I mean I've never I guess I've never had the experience to talk to somebody with a blue check so I don't know if that like I'm not I'm not saying it makes it feel different no, I'm just, just saying like it's so like ooh blue check little though, small history I'm gonna deviate a little bit the little small history of the blue check for Instagram in particular it's people have uh people who impersonate them and so yeah. the blue check was right. was so that people knew that this was the actual you know public figures account. And so that that that's basically what what it came from. But then it's started becoming like a status thing. And I don't I don't put much stock into that. I don't just because I feel like if you do great work, you do great work. There are plenty of people on Twitter who I think should be verified um, mm-hmm. that are still waiting on that blue check. But I will surely go to them first. Like B. Terrell, he's one of my favorite Twitter follows. It's, it's B. Terrell. And I don't do as much beat reporting now. And so I. I go to him to see like, hey, what's going on with, you know, these markets that I don't cover or, yeah. you know, um, there's Howard Megdahl. He, he's the one who brought me into the space and he's not verified. I don't believe in I And I look to him for everything, like all yeah. the guidance in the world. So there, there are so many people that, I, that could very well. Erica Ayala, she, she helped me along the way too. Like there's so many people that should be verified, but for some reason aren't, but they're still credible. So don't don't take the blue check as something that's like a credibility factor. It's not an indicator of how credible you are. Makes sense. Yeah, because we was going back and forth. We was like, yo, she got a blue check mark. <laughs> we oh, was, my I, was like, oh, I was sitting there. I was like, hey, she famous, famous. She got a blue check. She on another, another whole other level like, of it. I'm like, she got more. She got followers. Then I'll be famous. But right now, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying yeah. to help my community grow. That's all. I'm like, I she got it. She got more posts than I got. I got oh, followers. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop. I do tweet all the time. And I do post on Instagram. I've had Instagram since like 2012. To be fair, you know, I've studied new communication media in college. So, so I mean, okay, help, help, help. So help me understand when, when it comes to like, we're gonna we're gonna divert just as this is Tad here. We're gonna take a slight detour. Mm-hmm. But so like when you say that, like, what does that mean for like? Mark like marketing and stuff of that nature like when you're doing social media posts and all that like what how do you get yourself to that level i guess on a consistent how do basis? i get it- to what level what level are you specifically asking mm. <laughs> 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 but, but i, I want to be clear i, I want to okay. like everything is okay. intent- words are intentional like what what are you asking? right right you okay. right you right you right. i'll ahead. say i'll say you know take us through the tears mm-hmm tears there you go i like that tears. so what tier i'm not i'm not trying to be like i'm not trying to do my journalist thing on y'all but what tier are y'all presumably saying i'm i'm at right now i mean we i'm not saying you i mean i don't I, to me like the the top of the the ecosphere is like the blue check because okay. usually if you have a blue check <laughs> but she's the blue saying. check i know what she said but i'm saying when i see a blue check like hey they famous like they 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 big time you know okay, what I'm so, so yeah, so how you, okay, anybody who wants to be taken seriously or credible in the in this space, I would say be consistent, know exactly what you're trying to communicate with people, and and just make sure you move off the right strength. So my the reason why I started this is because I love the game and I was blessed enough to witness 
women being so strong in the basketball space growing up. I'm from Raleigh, so Coach K. Yao, and then you go down the street and there's Sylvia Hatchell, and then we had NC State women's basketball, Duke, UNC, you know, Wake Forest. Like, I'm an ACC baby. Like, my dad went to Duke, I went to State. So just being able to see, you know, the Lindsey Hardings and Ivory Ladders of the Mm -hmm. world, just to be able to see, like, go up the street with, like, Chrissy Tolliver and Marissa Coleman back then, you know, Maryland was in the ACC, but like just being able to see all that when I was in high school or like even going before that um, trice in, in, in NC State. It's like, there are so many people that I'm like, dang, if we would have had the coverage now that the, during their time, I wonder how much better off they would be. Or like just, you know, seeing the legacy of the Houston Comets kind of disappear and thank God it's coming back and people are starting to acknowledge it again. But just like knowing that there was a, there was a time where people forgot. Um, so I, I moved from the place of, Hey, I want this game to get the love that I feel from it. I want everybody to understand that the, the, the basketball space or women in sports in general are a direct indicator of like that we have limitless potential as women in spaces that we want to occupy and that's where it started and that's what keeps me going ain't no gift box ain't no influencer check ain't no um whoever asked me uh keeps me going no absolutely not it's it's the fact that the game isn't where it's supposed to be because people are still making excuses why not to cover it so that that's the first one like know why you moving and the way you moving um Mm -hmm. and then be consistent people if people keep going to your page to look for news if they keep going to your page to look for whatever you're trying to communicate then that's that's a good indicator that you're legit right so like if if you're watching game innocently and people are like all right what's going on or you know what's going on that's a good indicator that like you're you're well on your way and then you need to occupy their timeline just be on the forefront be present be at these events be at these games be about your business and then let let everything fall into play. Like I I'm you know from the south, so I'm like God's plan is for me. I'm like <laughs> I'm like one of those. I'm like God's plan is for me, and so He put me in these positions to to deliver the message that I want to deliver. And it just so happens to the, that I've been almost a decade in this, and so now the the symbolic credibility is showing up so now that blue check is showing up now those bylines are happening even though the bylines been happening but now the 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 more arguably prestigious bylines are happening now the company's like oh here's some extra change because we understand what you're doing but that didn't come from just waking up overnight doing it that came from years and years of grinding it out you know popping up at events faking it like i made it and and really walking up to people and be like hey I just want to shadow you or I just want to learn from you. And here's what I can do for you too. Like, that's another important thing for young people out there. Like if you walk up to somebody you look up to be, be in the position to offer them something too. Don't just take, take, take. Um, and so it was, it was years of that building up and then staying true to exactly what I wanted to do. And yeah, we came out with a, if you're a steam blue check, though, so that happened. <laughs> I got you. I got you. That makes sense. That's. <laughs> Do I yeah. want a blue check? Somebody give this man a blue check, please. No, blue I don't. Check. I don't. I don't want a blue check. I'm good. I was just yeah, saying. I'm, I had yeah, to. Cool I just that. haven't talked to anybody with a blue check. That's all. You know. I mean, I know it don't really mean. Well, much, hey, but, how you doing? You know. My name is Blue Check Ari. Hey. Blue Check Ari. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, hey, I'm at. <laughs> <God. sighs> oh man. Sorry, I we need that. Yeah, we, we had to go off topic for that one very quick. But uh, <laughs> um, what made you fall in love with the W? I know you kind of talked with yeah. partially about it, but I, I you know I want to get back to that, like that first moment where you watch and you like, yo, this is fire. Um, <laughs> was it a was it a player or was it like moment? It was it was, on, it was it was Lisa Leslie. Cause she wore uh, a ribbon in her hair and I was a cheerleader. I never played, you know? So like I saw myself in her, like she was really tall. I'm really super tall. Um, and she was very much like, I'm a fierce competitor on the court, but then I can be myself off the court. Yeah. And, you know, like there's, there's a player like that for everybody. I feel like, I feel like, right. you know, you have Lisa Leslie's, but you also have like, you know, fast forward in the generation, you have the Brittany Griner, you have mm. the Kathy Pondaxes. 
you uh, have dude. the swing caches, you mm. have the teaspoons, you have the Kim Hamptons, you have, you know, you know, Cheryl who like is super dominant. And then like you have you have the the role players that really, really play their part too. And then everybody has something somebody to relate to. And I think that's really cool. So when I saw Lisa Leslie with her ribbon, but then she's the first player in the WNBA to dunk. I'm like, oh, she's tight. Like, you know, that's cool. And I, for some reason, I always love the Sparks. I always love the Sparks. And like, you know, it's no secret that I'm super close with Candace. And so like, I, I'm now I'm like conflicted because, you know, she's in Chicago. Um, but for, you know, her 13 seasons there and Lisa's before that from its inception, I have always had my loyalty to that. And then I started working with the Liberty. And so I, you know, I started loving Liberty and just being able to, being swing caches last year and being able to be her cheerleader and witnessing her retirement and seeing the impact she's had on the game. And then, you know, Teaspoon was still working with the team at that time. So just to have somebody from, you know, its inception, that was cool. And then, you know, Katie Smith was on staff then. So having that Detroit shock situation, like yeah, there were just right. so many elements to it that I just thought was really, really cool. And yeah, and then Bill Lambeer took over and then he left and then Katie took over and then now it's Walt. And just, just being able to be a part of a program was really, really dope too. It's always cool to hear about how people, you know, fall in love. Yeah, Lisa and her ribbon. None but that ribbon. ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's something important about the W? And in women's sports that people don't really know anything about or don't know? Um, I think there's just the fact that um, the dominance of USA basketball, it's not necessarily a WNBA fact, but, you know, USA basketball is a direct reflection of it. But I I would say the same script that everybody else says, WNBA is the top 144 athletes in the world. And you can see it in one league. Like, this is literally like, such a competitive game and that's what's really 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 dope about it um I would also say this is kind of like not answering your question but I would also say like they have nothing to prove to y'all so like that's one thing that's one thing that people should know they have nothing to prove (laughs) they literally especially like they have nothing to prove they have literally made a roster spot and that is what it is so that's what I want people to know (laughs) <laughs> she put a stamp on it. She ain't get, they ain't got nothing to prove Big to her. nobody. Period. Big her. <laughs> nothing. Damn. That's something that nobody knows. They 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 ain't got to argue with you. <laughs> Desmond, you can't argue. Don't don't say nothing. Just, just let it be. You gotta let that one be. That one has to ride. You gotta ride. Hey, I'm Big just I, I'm just here to show up and support my. That's a Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's all I'm trying to do. Um, so I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So okay, explain your experience with like Bleacher Forbes. Like, how how did that shape your career? How did you? How did that make you feel when all that was hmm. going on? How did it shape it? It kind of made it. Um, when you're independent, especially doing something innovative, I was in those locker rooms with a cell phone. That's what I mean. This was back before social was big, so. Me and I remember Grady Diaz whenever I went to D.C. or Robin Brown when I went to Connecticut or Eric Ayala when I went to New York games mm-hmm. or, you know, Eli when I went to L.A. I would be with my phone and I'd be lucky if one of them were there to help me hold it um, or available to help me hold it. And so I was having to do this all by myself proving why I should be in that locker room in the first place. Obviously, PR wasn't going to deny me because there weren't that many people in there. Now they have right. the luxury to deny people, but I think that's awful. But anyways, whatever. So <laughs> I digress. Um, but when I got with Bleacher Report, people just took me more seriously. And that's just is what it is. When you have a big name like that behind you, people just take you seriously. And then when, you know, the Turner situation, Turner Sports is, you know, we're all one. Um, when I started doing more with linear, which is TV, um, that's even better. So you don't just have to, you know, constantly try to prove yourself. You can be like, no, this is my product and show them an episode that aired on either TNT or NBA TV. And that's really, really cool. And, and it, it just, it's just a name thing again, like the blue check. It's just, it's just something that gives you extra credibility when you walk somewhere. 
um, which is kind of sad because I know so many independent platforms that do such great work, such important work to the league. Yeah. Um, but that's that's how Bleacher has changed me. It's it's been giving me the opportunity to be taken more seriously in these spaces. And Forbes, Forbes <laughs> came out of nowhere. <laughs> like never thought I'd be on the Forbes 30 under 30. Um, it was my last year of eligibility because I am 30. Um, but getting Forbes, it's not just a name thing. It's a network of people that like literally are legit. Like we have a venture capitalist um, list and these people have money. Like, but like, like astounding, <laughs> astounding levels of money. It's just wealth. And so just learning from them how they how they acquired it, if it weren't like it wasn't inherited or like, you know, you have other people in the sports category or you have the music category, like Sweeties mm-hmm. on our list, you know, this year. Yeah. You have like arts and entertainment, you have culinary. And so like, we're able to work together as one. You have finance. And so I'm like, you know, I'm a girl who's on the finance list. I'm like, yo, like, newly came up on some money how should I spend it you know and it's just like right. it's like helpful to have people from such different backgrounds blend together because we're all one family at the end of the day and and it's and it's really dope it's honestly a bare minimum it's something to tell your mother so she understands what you've been doing in New York for the past decade so there's that that's cool guys i i promise they smirked on this y'all can't see them if you're not watching the video but gosh that was a joke i guess i'm not funny too. anyway wow crazy <laughs> i'm talking to myself here that's nah 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 we here with you what you mean maybe mm-hmm. maybe the audio cut it must have cut out or something oh okay you know saying. we have audio video proof. we got receipts anyway keep going <laughs> look i was smiling i might have been uh-huh. muted but i was smiling <laughs> oh my goodness she cut she cut through she cutting us she cutting us man no i love it though what's what's a, some of the advice that you have for for women that's trying to make it in the in the sports industry right now um know that you've already made it by trying to enter and so nobody can tell you no if you do things your way um you're not called to these positions just to be quiet and so if anybody ever silences you, don't, don't be, keep speaking up. Even if that's talking over, you know, like obviously be an active listener when you're entering spaces, but like also make, make sure your presence is known. Don't just take the back seat because like historically we've had to, we're not in a place where we have to take back seats anymore. We are occupying the space. We're really good at it. Also be equipped, like just know what you're talking about. And that's not just women. That's anybody. When you're in any space, know what you're about like don't ever let nobody um check you on your own thing if that makes sense like nobody can out like arguably nobody can outsmart me on WBA things you if you you know grill it out I'm gonna be able to you know tell you about this stuff even though my my whole brand is the player feel good stories don't get a twist I can give you a game analysis too so just just know different layers of the game no different X's and O's. So you can be like very well-rounded and equipped to cover what you need to cover. Um, and don't wait for your yes, because you you have everything you need, especially in sports media to do it on your own. Um, and do it on your own. That way, when you do get you know, the support from somebody else or the external support, it's just additive. You've been doing it already. You know what you're doing. And, you, and if somebody tries to change you, you'd be like, nope, this is, effective this works because i can show you these numbers here and so it's just a matter of that do you think um like women in sports media get a bad rap because some people like i don't know i feel as though they may not be willing to you know approach females to to uncover their story or talk to about their story but i mean do you feel as though that women in sports media get a bad rap i've never cared about people's perception of me in that way um Mm. if if you don't want to consume my content don't but as far as players not wanting to tell me a story because I'm a woman that's almost completely opposite because I'm a black woman I'm able to make people feel more warm um it's relatable especially in a league with 80 percent black women like Mm -hmm. and then I'm able like 
I don't know if it's the woman in me or if it's what just like I'm, I'm just like your homegirl. So like I have hmm. I've had opportunities for, for you know telling player stories where they just really open up um, because I listen to them. It's just it's just that that is what it is. But I haven't had it harder with player relationships. If anything, it's it's helpful. <laughs> like yeah, me being a woman, me being a black woman, being being a young black woman, it's it's helpful um, in general. But as far as like the public saying I shouldn't be in this space, like how are you gonna tell me that? Like off what basis? Like I know the game, I know the players of the game, I know how to tell stories, and I'm really freaking smart. <laughs> like I can just I can carry myself. Like I can carry my my career. So I'm I'm not in this space as a coincidence. It just is what it is. But however people perceive, if if this if I'm not your cup of tea, I'm probably not a lot of people's cup of tea because I push the boundaries of conventional journalism and I'm okay with that. Like I do believe that fandom should exist in journalism, period. Um and I do believe you should like love, like love what you do. Uh and that should be reflected in your work. Um, but if, if that's not your cup of tea, then you know, ain't your cup of tea. But like I said when we started, my job is to sprinkle my little passion on everybody and hope, you know, hope it's it. You got the look. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, it, it right there. Yep. You yep. already know what it is. I'm stop banging them. That makes sense. So let me ask you this when it comes to like women personality so like the Jamel Hills the Carrie mm-hmm. Champions of the world like how do like have you ever met them have you like mm-hmm. been in kind like how do mm-hmm. how do y'all like I guess because to me that's like a dream team of like mm-hmm. great journalism all in one soup like I mean what does that what does those encounters look like like I'm I really- love them I love all my sisters in sports media I love Jamel I think that she's so outspoken in everything she will just yeah. speak her piece and she said i said what i said right. she backs away mm-hmm. i love carrie my good sis be rocking that silver hair and i'd be the guest yeah. and go off like you know what i mean and <laughs> carrie has started her her uh, brown girl's dream which she mm-hmm. pays it forward she gives back you know lachina's my big sis like roz is my big sis lachina has her um, rising media stars it's all about mm-hmm. paying it forward when I walked up to Jamel for the first time, she was so warm and welcoming and we kikied and it was great. Like when I, you know, I, I last saw Carrie at a NBA, NBWA event, shout out to Mia Wright. Um, and we, we had a great time. Um, LaChina, I talked to her often. That's literally my sister. Monica mm. McNutt and Angel Gray, my yeah. peers, and Megan McPeak, yeah. my peers in broadcast. Yeah. Like, those are my girls. Like, we be like going on road trips and stuff. Like, those are my girls. <laughs> period and so it all looks like a sisterhood and that's what it always will be we all bring something very different I love the way Monica is on camera I think Monica is such a gift to the game um but then I also love when Megan McPeak breaks history with the all-female broadcast in Canada I love when Mm -hmm. Angel Gray holds it down the sideline Zora Stevenson holds it down the sideline for NBA games like that's it that's their beat I, I, I'm not particularly fond of like NBA, like that's not my, my beat, but I yeah. love what they do in it. And I think that mm-hmm. there's, it's so dope watching them do it. Andrea Carter, she's great at what she does too. And that's, that's my sister. Like literally everybody, we're all tight. Like the, the, the sports media world, the sports broadcast world is really super small and, and, and it's great. And then you see players like Candace Parker, turn into an analyst and she's you know with the right. Turner family shout out Turner yeah. um but like she's mm-hmm. with the Turner family and we're, we're able to like see her grow um as an analyst and I think that's so dope so whenever we link up it's it's a movie and I love I love all of them and all the ones that I yeah. didn't list that work in social and I, I think they're really great too yeah because uh Monica was doing the uh olympics uh coverage mm-hmm. and she was killing that and i was like man she's giving she's nice so analog, good nice she's so yeah. good because what she, she does was she knows how to she knows how to not lose herself in a space right. where she easily could yeah. and so she brings what we've been missing in in sports broadcast right. and i love that about her she's so full of flavor and i can say that because you know black woman here but she's so full of flavor and i love it and i hope that it it really is a is a clear indicator that we can be ourselves. We can be women of color in sports and still be ourselves and still deliver a message that's quote unquote digestible for the general public because nobody's going to say Monica doesn't know what she's talking about. She absolutely does, but she can also give you 
a little like, girl, what was said with it too. And I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. So when the when the Maria Taylor uh-huh. thing happened, uh-huh. like did y'all did y'all reach out to her with that situation with ESPN? Like when uh-huh. like how did that how did that work out? Like um, if you talk to her or not? Yeah. So I am not on a phone like texting basis with Maria, but I did gotcha. definitely reached out to her and um, through social and showed yeah. support. And I think that it's dope how we all came together and uplifted that queen. And you see where she ended up NBC for the Olympics, right. and it's just you know <laughs> she's gonna be just nice. fine. And we all oh, agree she's gonna be just fine because she's mm-hmm. she's a she's a a warrior. And and you know like whenever bad or like unfortunate circumstances happen to black women, we have a certain way we rise above it. And Maria, I'm so glad you know she was lifted in that moment and shown yeah. so much love. And that's yeah. something that's very dope about you know, women in sports in general, we're never hesitant to really lift up and show love when um, when needed, or even when not needed. When it, Sometimes they'll just text me like, sis, I was thinking about you. You good? You drowning? You fine? And so I'm like, yeah, girl, thank you, um, kind of thing. And yeah. yeah. That's dope. That's really dope. Mm-hmm. That is dope. It's one big old sisterhood, you know. It like, is. <laughs> like, I can imagine if y'all got group chats going. It's probably crazy. Probably oh, roasting do. people we all the time. Do, yeah, you know they be roasting. So you know they be roasting people. <laughs> it's fine. That's our business, though. You in my uh, business? You in my nah, business. I'm just saying. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm trying to be in your business. No, I'm just, like, I'm just. Not business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like that. That's probably super fun. Like I know for me, when uh, you know, when I got classmates or um, just some of the group group chats that i have from you know national society of black engineers it's always fun just to you know get around and hang around with people just to chop it up and laugh about stuff that's going on and stuff that's going on. so it's always good to know that there's that type of setup created in all the different spaces that's out there whether it's in journalism whether it's in sports whether it's in engineering whether it's in computer whether it's you know tv show whatever the case may be whatever the medium may be the, the fact that you have different you know brothers camaraderie yeah the yeah. camaraderie that you can have so you know, it's all about family when it's all said and done mm-hmm. but that concludes the first part of our interview portion so now we're mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and go into our, our rapid fire, what we call the game within the game. So our question is for I'm you. I'm a very decisive person, so let's get it popping. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. She are ready to play. I'm, I'm no, ready we to gonna see. We gonna see. We gonna. I sat up straight for this. Look, we gonna see. All right, all right, all right. So here we go. <clears throat> um, chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal raisin? Chocolate chip, hands down. And if we're feeling feeling feisty, double chocolate chip. I like her. Oh yeah. Oh, what about the trip? Everything. What about the trip? You chocolate doing too much them. at this point. That's a lot. That's a lot of chocolate. But you know, double chocolate. We we gonna we gonna stick. You say you're doing too much. <laughs> stick to the double. <laughs> Come on, Triple. You really need that? Right. I'm just kidding. Yeah, double chocolate chip. Yeah, you know, triple add that little extra boom in there, the little fun. boom flavor. You have fun with the boom. Yeah. <laughs> the boom flavor. <laughs> that boom flavor, yeah. Yo, next, so the next question, TV shows or movies? Sports. Ooh. <laughs> I will literally just Ooh. put on sports. I, um, but lately I've been watching, you know, trash TV. So I love that for me. Okay. Okay. What type of trash TV? BET's The Encore has been my thing. I love, like, I'm still stuck in the 90s, 2000s music thing. So, like, having, like, like Escape and 702 and Black and Keely and Aubrey and Nivea in the house has been just <laughs> my heart. But yeah, like, and then I like Love Island like everybody else. And then my my childhood friend, Matt James was The Bachelor. So I watched my first season of The Bachelor ever last season. Um, he's from Raleigh. He went to elementary middle school with me. So I decided to show him, you know, some love and watch The Bachelor. Not my cup of tea like that, but yeah, sports. <laughs> Talk about some sports. All right. Hey, it'd it right. be like that, though. You know how many times <laughs> that we've had people on a podcast that we were like, nah, fam, I don't even own TV. It's, yeah, it's it. the sports. It's the sports. That thing stays on all the Turner Sports things. Anyway, 
you would be like, oh, oh yeah, she over here plugging, she over here plugging TNT. Oh, oh TNT my gosh. TNT. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. All right. Okay, you know, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to make you think on this one. Uh-huh. But what's your top five for the WNBA? You can go all time if you want to, or you can just do current players. Um, and this is not going to be by position, but Lisa got me into the game. Um, Candice, I think she's a generational player, and I love her so much. Don Staley, like obviously, Oof, obviously, that's a nice one. Um, yeah. Cheryl Swoops, and then I'll throw in New Gen. It's it's the toss up between Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart, but I think I'm gonna go with. Asia, but I really love what Brianna is doing with the game right now. She's so dominant. Yeah. And she's gonna, she's probably gonna go down as the greatest because of her resume alone. And she's what 26, 27. It makes no yeah. sense. Maybe 28 by now. Who knows? She'd they grow up so fast, but literally two-time champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist. She's a FIBA world champion, FIBA MVP. Like it's, it's insane. She's insane. But my top five is definitely Lisa, Candice, Cheryl, Don, and Asia. It's a solid top. That's a solid five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Stewie got that that Maya Moore resume mm-hmm. going right now. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah. I mean, it's insane. But y'all heard my top five. Hmm. My phone's stopping. I hope I didn't catch. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you could take over any organization, I mean, it could be any organization. If you could run mm-hmm. it, which one would you pick? I'm bringing back the Charlotte Sting. Just give me a bag, and I'll bring it back to Charlotte, and I will be the president and GM. Actually, maybe I won't be the GM. I'll just be the president. I'll be cute. And the, somebody else can I'll, just be cute. Thing. I'll, just, I'll just be the president and the owner. How about that? Owner and president, and then somebody else can do the GM and coaching. I ain't going to do it. I already, tell, I already told Don. I was like, hey. So I'm trying to get me a bag to bring back the show. This thing, just know I'm stealing you from South Carolina. That's fine. Um, so I just gotta find me a GM because me just gonna be sitting on the sweet mic. I'll be a GM. Look, I'll be a GM. I, I, yeah. I'll make my way. Make my way. Who's who, who gonna be your first pick in the lottery? Uh, I gotta do some research first before exactly. I do all See, that. you're not ready research. for that. So when you're ready, let research. me know. Oh my! You got to research. You got to make sure you got the right pieces, though. You know, I mm-hmm. make sure what we need. First. You got to check to see what's available first. Yeah, like I don't. We we just picking players. Or we, hey, I might make like, a trade for somebody. Draft. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to do a screenshot. You got to see who's available. You know, who, you got to see what teams make. You know, who they. You know, say who is available. Mm-hmm. You know, figure out what time I make a trade. Look, I'm going to make a trade. Stewie might be coming out to, you know, Charlotte. I'm just saying. I would, uh, yeah, that would be great. Or Asia, you know, reunited with Don because Don is going to be the coach. Anyway, yeah. See? See? Connections already. See? We making moves. We already got, we got two players right there already. Not taking my words and spinning them back out at me. Anyway, next. (laughs) Look, what else you got for the the rapid fire? (laughs) All right. Uh, What is your favorite sports moment that you've have either seen or witnessed? Arika Igumbawale in um, the Notre Dame championship game. Mm. Just to see her, the dagger mm. back to back in the same, literal, literal same location. I was like, oh, oh, like it was like yeah. back to back. And I was like, dang, she cold. Like that's all I could tell. Like, I was like, dang, she cold. But I was like right there courtside and I was like, oh, this really just happened. I remember China was right there too. And we were like, what? what so that was definitely the the most exciting moment in live sports for me like the moment that i was live for makes sense yeah and we speaking of that we didn't really get into much of the uh just talk about the women's college game at all mm-hmm. but you know uh definitely went like me and my wife we had a chance to go down and watch the final four and it was mm-hmm. fun to be in that environment just to see all the the athletes and compete in that on that high stage and in the levels going on so i don't we could say that for another conversation <laughs> but that, but yeah i definitely uh love that that the, her Enrique shots that was some game life changing moments yeah Crazy. yeah life changing moments right there mm-hmm. um so 
I already have a feeling what you're going to answer, we're going to ask anyway. But uh-huh. if you can go pro in any sport, what would it be? I'm excited because you don't know. I'm excited because cheerleading is officially an Olympic sport <sighs> now. And so if I could turn back the hands of time, I would go back and cheer again and rep USA. So I would love to be a USA cheerleader if I still was bendy and, and athletic in that way. Um, however, these 30 year old bones would never. Um, but <laughs> if, not cheer, never. If, if, if not cheerleader, I used to be elite. Now I'm not so much. Um, but now, um, if, if like practical, if I could just go back to something, it would be volleyball. I'm nice with that too. I'm really good at volleyball. So, so did you did you watch volleyball in the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Okay, now that was the first time what the women won gold in ever, ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a dope experience. Like it you... was, and just to see them um, do that. I mean, it's just you you know about our beach volleyball team. Like beach volleyball, right. I feel like is yeah. more more known in the u.s than than you know the traditional six on six but i love indoor volleyball i think it's so great i had the opportunity to be in the athletes unlimited bubble they had the pro volleyball in the united states for the first time in, in and i think in a while it might have been the first time ever but in february i was in dallas with them and just seeing the talent there and seeing how like you know players like jordan larson went from the bubble and she was dominated that to um the olympic team and just seeing like it was just so iconic and full circle that she got the game like the, the gold medal winning kill um to secure the medal and that was the last point of the game and it was really cool really cool really cool <laughs> yeah that that whole journey was crazy because i didn't think i think uh, what game they was trying it, was, it wasn't russia that was called it was russia it was russia. Like, Ooh, are y'all good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, <laughs> y'all good okay? like, y'all need some rest some milk yeah right no they right. ended up pulling it off so i'm glad about that yeah because that was the same game that i think thompson got hurt in mm-hmm. like, she, she and i was worried because if she would have stayed out we don't know how <laughs> so, yeah. so i'm glad yeah. my good sis went back back you know that's what you do but yeah. Right. Nah, okay. I seen on your Instagram. What's up? That are you a Falcons fan? Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Don't ask me about men's sports. No, I um <laughs> shout out to the South and shout out to the Falcons organization for that jersey. Okay. Don't talk to me uh, about men's sports now. I ain't where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> Keep me where I'm just, at. It's not I that. thought I seen I thought like, maybe it's, oh she's a no, Falcons you can talk fan. to Taylor okay. Rooks about everything Atlanta. It will not be me. <laughs> mm. all right just making sure just making sure um now you so want to I, far look at you doing your research i love that we love preparation hey <laughs> if nothing else <laughs> so if you could live anywhere out of all the places you've been where would you be and why um okay i love hawaii I think the Hawaii is perfect. I just think it's really far, mm-hmm. but I love it there. And I can just see myself on a beach eating acai bowls <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, 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 it's great there. And I can play a nice little beach volleyball and just be happy, you know? Um, but yeah, that's definitely where I would live. I would, love, I would love to go back to Hawaii and just live there for a second. So the volcanoes don't scare you? Like that's not- Not at all. Not at all. See that that but part. Oahu me, that's is where I, I went. I went to Oahu, which is where Honolulu is, and yeah. it's like it looks just like any other city. It's literally not like that. But if like if I went to Big Island or if I went to Maui, it would be different. Yeah. Probably more like nature, which I probably would love more. But I think that's where most of the active volcanoes are is in the Big yeah. Island in um in Maui. Okay. Yeah, because that, that volcano ain't new, new. That's know, it's very, that, very yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one thing is either volcano and it's being surrounded by mm-hmm. water because I can't swim, bruh. Come on, go in a pool, please. Learn. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> I'm trying, I don't understand. I've been look, trying. Yeah. Look, I ain't saying nothing. You ain't been trying. <laughs> hey. You you naturally float. It's called buoyancy. We literally naturally float. 
we as a people got to stop freaking out in water. We belong there. We were literally born in water. I hear you. We're fine. I hear you on that. But if you understood, (laughs) you know, the way our boy boy about drowned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so here we go. Hear me out. Here we are. Here we are. I almost drowned. I almost drowned in the water park. Was it an extreme slide? Maybe. There we go. That was your fault. You should have got a slide. Maybe. Anyway, like, like, that was your fault. Ain't nobody tell you to get that slide. You wanted to do it. And you wanted to go downward knowing you couldn't swim. That's your fault. Why would you say, self, I can't swim worth anything, but I'm going to go down this water slide? Because I thought I could make at least it make, make it back up to the top. From, 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 Oh no, you, your logic was stupid. That was just wrong. No. No. She just came at you so. I'm just confused. <laughs> hey guys, don't know how to swim. I'm gonna go into this water slide that just catapults oh. me into the water. Oh man. I just thought I just thought I could make it to the top. Oh. <laughs> you didn't. Yet here we are. Lifeguard. Oh, You're man. scarred for life. I know. I wasn't even look that motivated, so I ended up taking. That is your business. That is your business. That's your business. Oh my goodness! Uh, I ended up taking swimming lessons. She came in. He offered this information. Nobody asked for. He offered this willingly. (laughs) Your information. Oh my goodness! I took swimming lessons afterwards. Oh man! And I admit, like two years later. But I'm not gonna say my experiences. So <laughs> we ain't gotta get into this. You know, because I dragged I, you too. I, I no. Wait, no, no, I didn't know. I don't want to be. I'm no, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I can swim a little bit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look, Ooh, I'm work, I'm working on it. All right. All right, man. It may not oh, happen in 2021. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At least in 2022. I almost promise y'all know how to swim. Uh, uh, all right, <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, that was a good man. one. So yeah, we gonna go ahead and close out on that. Oh wait, I got one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I seen I seen you a March birthday too. So you know, I have to give you the shout out to my March birthdays because you know I'm a March birthday. Period. Too. Hey, we good out here. Hey, that's all I'm saying. Wait, what? What? What, what day? Second. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're not a Pisces. I am a Pisces. What you mean? March second, you are. Oh yeah, you are. So you're a Pisces and can't swim. Oof. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. No, I didn't. I started swim a little bit. <laughs> I started swim a little bit. <laughs> I swim a little bit. Anyway, I'm a pi- I'm a Pi Day Pisces. I have a Pi sign tattooed on me and everything. So three fourteen is my birthday, and it's also Simone Biles' birthday, Steph Curry's birthday, and Albert Einstein's birthday. We're just great. All I got is Dr. Seuss, so I mean, and there's know. that. There's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I crazy. I, I don't know who else falls on my birthday. I'm just a turkey baby. That's all I know. A turkey? Oh, you is. Yeah, I forgot, yes, Thanksgiving. Man. I forgot you a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. birthday kid. Man. Yeah. Every couple of years, you know, birthday falls on Thanksgiving, perfect time. But you like the 26th? 24th. Huh? Mm-hmm. that's right that's right jay you all good now i'm good now you know i just had to give my pisces some love you know uh-huh. that's all i had to do you know uh-huh. anyway right back you know mm-hmm. anyways so <laughs> hair flip. Oh, the hair flip yeah hair my flip. that's right that's right but yeah before we close out all right can you go ahead and tell everyone the audience the listeners how they can follow you and keep up with your career yeah, so I like to keep it fairly universal. Ari Ivory, A-R-I-I-V-O-R-Y on every single social network, including LinkedIn, which is kind of strange. But um, mm. as far as my work, highlight her. So you'll see all the work that I do with BR with highlight her. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for jumping on. And for again, for all the the audience and listeners out there go ahead you know continue to like us and subscribe us and follow us on on instagram that's capturing underscore the underscore game underscore pod uh follow us on youtube and subscribe at capturing the game podcast 
on Twitter is CTG underscore podcast. And also on Facebook, just go ahead and hit the like button, find our page at Capturing the Game. Ari, it's been a fun, it's been a pleasure. It's been real. real. I know. It's been too it's real. Been real. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. Uh, I'm gonna go look, I'm gonna go ahead and follow, you know what I'm saying? Make sure we good here. Yeah, he's he's doing this on this podcast, so he makes sure I follow him back. You know, no, I, no, okay. no, no, that's not that's not what I'm doing. That's not that's not what I'm doing. It's, it's, I'm just... it's the accountability here. That's mm. crazy. That Juan Polo Man Stewart. Gotcha. Mm. Thank you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh. I did my follow beforehand, so anyways. But yeah, oh, thank you. You gotta for... tell me where it was. I gotta find <laughs> see, see? A, th- <laughs> a thousand a thousand followers later. <laughs> I got it. I got it. She goes list forever. I got it. I got it. <laughs> look, scrolling. Look, thumb was just going, wasn't it? It was. Nice and she got, she got the XR. She got the XL too, just going whoosh. Are y'all done? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you, Ari, for hopping on the podcast with us. Anytime. <laughs>